Fantasy football has become a major reality for millions of fans. Makes him off to the 30. He's gone. He's gone. What a move. It takes skill to win your fantasy championship, separating the zeros. He goes to the near side, and it's picked off. Intercepted. From the fantasy heroes. Down the middle, it's caught over the shoulder in the end zone. Buckle up your chin strap for the fantasy fix. And today, we're pleased to be joined by a good friend of the program, Dennis Farrell. Fantasy Football Geekly. Dennis, thanks for taking the time once more. We live in an age of transparency. There's an electronic trail for everything. So let's go back to your outlook for Thursday Night Football. When it came to a stardom or sit-em outlook, what was your take on Amari Cooper? Uh, honestly, I would have actually had him on my bench. As an owner of Amari Cooper in one of my fantasy leagues, I was just so tired of taking so many zeros and one-point uh, fantasy weeks out of him. I, I'm one of those guys I would rather have a guy who's something like him and J.H.I. on my bench until they can prove to me that they can have fantasy output. And you you could not have predict that, predicted that against the Chiefs. I would have thought best-case scenario, maybe one touchdown, 50 yards. I would have been okay with that on my bench to have somebody else in that would have given me a better chance to win. But congratulations for that, but you're not buying them cheap now. Dennis, people fell in love with O.J. Howard, but now we see Cameron Brick break excuse me, with the TD and four straight games. Will the split continue that way? I believe so. You look back at last year, and Cameron was one of the top NFL players in targets in the red zone. That's not going to change. I think O.J. Howard is going to be one of those guys that they're going to slowly ease in because he's a rookie to learn the game plan week in and week out. He's not to be trusted as a fantasy option, and even in 12-team mixed leagues. I'm not having him in my on my roster. Cameron's the guy you want to own week in and week out. Maybe next year we can revisit this one, but this year it's it's Cameron's job. Fantasy fix with our friend Dennis Farrell, fantasy football geekly. Dennis, as we think about the run pass balance in New Orleans, we know it's all about throwing the football, but they're on the road in Green Bay. Packers don't have a great run defense, and we know that Adrian Peterson's no longer in the mix. So, are you riding with Mark Ingram on Sunday? Absolutely. I feel like the three of us maybe may have a better pass rush than what Green Bay has together. And I know I'm almost 40 and I don't, I'm not fast at all, but Green Bay, Chicago, Tampa Bay, three great weeks coming up. Buffalo will be a little shaky. Washington's hit or miss. And so are the Rams. But Mark Ingram should be a steady 10 point plus guy, depending on the scoring of your week in and week out. Is Samaj P. Ryan a guy to add, or with with Rob Kelly returning soon, do you think his carries will drop again? Boy, it's it's. I think it's Thompson and PPR leagues is the guy you want to own. Rob Kelly seems like a guy that just wants to take every other week off. Whether it's probably due to injury, but that Washington running back situation is nowhere where I want to be close to. Same way in the Seattle, but. You can't trust Rob Kelly. You can't trust P. Ryan. Thompson is the only guy in the PPR league I may just want to add, but that's about it at stretch. Eagle fans have been waiting for Nelson Aguilar to come alive, dating back to when he was a first-round pick coming out of USC. Has he moved past Alshon Jeffrey now as the number one target? No, and it's not even Alshon Jeffrey's fault. It's Both of those guys are guys I don't want to add. They're going to have a couple up week and down weeks. They've got Washington and San Francisco. Maybe that's the matchup there you want to play, but Denver in a bye week. And come playoff time, even week 13, Seattle, the Rams, the Giants, Oakland, who all are pretty good at locking down top wide receivers. Zach Ertz is the guy you want to own out of all of the wide receivers there. 
And you know, look, Aguilar's hit or miss, and that's even tough when you have to play somebody like that. But if you have them, good luck to you. But I'm not playing them against any tough pass defenses. Some running backs throughout the league has been has been running pretty well. Adrian Peterson ended up getting a great look this last week, uh, playing that game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But which running back in Week Seven do you think has the best fantasy value? Give me anyone from Tampa or Tennessee, whether it's Demarco Murray or uh, Derrick Henry. I think against Cleveland, that's a great matchup. Camara versus Green Bay, as we were just talking about, uh, Mark Ingram. And look, Dillonsley's probably available in most of your fantasy leagues going up against Atlanta. I like that matchup for Dillonsley. He may see a touchdown here unless he fumbles and gets back into the doghouse. Talking fantasy football with Dennis Farrell. Check out the website, Fantasy Football Geekly. Dennis, going to be challenging for anyone to surpass what Derek Carr did last night. That said, who's your number one quarterback coming up on Sunday? Man, you know, if you look at how quarterbacks have played, it's just so up and down. You know, you got Dak against San Francisco is going to be a good matchup. Mariota against Cleveland, a good matchup. Tyrod Taylor, if he's available in your league against uh, Tampa Bay, I like that matchup. I think golf has a pretty good game against Arizona. I know they... They're very sneaky with their blitz packages and whatnot, but I think golf has the tools to make Arizona look a little bit foolish. And Blake Bortles, I, I feel foolish suggesting to anybody in the world to start Blake Bortles, but against Indianapolis, I think he could have a 253 touchdown game. Are there any players you see as a value start you think could bust out in a big way this week? Any one of those guys I've mentioned, or definitely a quarterback. Uh, maybe next week for Nelson Aguilar. Man, I see that that's a good question because more so the downside guys. I, I will stay away from Ben against Cincinnati. And I wanted to ask you a, a personal question: as being a fan of your slash, like Cincinnati is one of those matchups that seems like go any which way, any given year against Cincinnati and Pittsburgh. And from your expectations, how hard was it to get? I feel like a fanboy here. Sorry about this. But how hard was it to game plan against Cincinnati year in and year out, given the fact that those matchups are kind of so bizarre world matchups for any given team? Yeah, well, the funny thing is against Cincinnati, uh, because you end up having a coach that was a part of the Steelers uh, at one time in Marvin Lewis. They understood the Steelers way. Dick LeBeau was a part of that run as a coach, too, as well. Uh, it was it was somewhat rough. It was tough because as much as you would love to allow your scheme to be the reason, it really didn't come down to that. It, it just came because Cincinnati would come out against the Steelers and be up by 15 or 20 points, maybe three touchdowns, and, and force the Steelers to have to come from behind. So it, it kind of is one of those toss-up games when it comes down to who is the – the playmaker, the guy who scored all the touchdowns, would give you the most value in any capacity uh, because it goes back and forth. Think about A.J. McC- AJ McCarron when he had the chance to start against the Steelers in the playoffs. No one thought it would come to that, right? No one thought he would play that well. No one thought it would come down to a back shoulder throw to A.J. Green in that game. But it ended up being that way, and all of a sudden, while having the opportunity to win it, they screwed it up with a few personal fouls. But that's one of the tough matchups, to be honest, Dennis. And it goes down to the same thing with Seattle and the Rams for fantasy owners. You know, when Seattle and the Rams play, you throw any stats, any history out the door because those games could go either so low scoring or so high scoring. It's so tough. to. That's why I'm not a big fan this week of Ben Roethlisberger at Cincinnati. I really think they expose him and shut Ben Roethlisberger down, who's already slumping to begin with. 
Dennis, as always, we appreciate the insights as we wrap it up. Tell our listeners about the details of Fantasy Football Geekly. You know, Fantasy Football Geekly is a place to come where we don't sit there and pretend to be smarter than you guys. Uh, It's just a great old conversation where we talk fantasy football as a group. I try to have athletes and actors and different hosts on to talk about their fantasy teams. I really appreciate the uh, platform to talk, guys. Our pleasure, and because I need your help, I mentioned earlier, I stepped out in the lobby here at TuneIn today. It's not even Halloween. They have holiday music. Ho, ho, ho. Here's my stance. I'm not the Grinch. It's just too early. Cordell goes the other way. He's always in a holiday frame of mind. I need you to be the judge. Yes or no, too early to be playing holiday music here at work. Too early. I should introduce Cordell to my wife, who's already watching Hallmark Christmas movies. It makes me sick. Uh, Tick her off my hands, Cordell. She's all yours, but way too early. Uh, Dennis, she's trying to spend your money. She's just trying to spend your money. That's the problem. Your issue is she's trying to spend all the money early too, too soon. Brian, he doesn't have those problems. Brian just don't want to hear the good music. That's no, not I got that no is. money. No. That's, that's the answer. Listen, <laughs> every year growing up in my household, Thanksgiving night we turn on the Christmas lights. That's right. when it should start. Christmas holiday, Thanksgiving. Thank you, Dennis. You're a man Thank of reason. Guys. We appreciate the sage analysis. Dennis Farrell, <laughs> Fantasy Football Geekly. You've been listening to No Huddle with Brian Weber and former Steelers quarterback Cordell Slash Stewart live on the NFL on TuneIn. 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. The National Football League is on. Tune in.